Welcome to the PHN Coyotes podcast. As always, this is Petey, and along with me is Craig S. Morgan. And this is a very special audio edition of the PHNS Coyotes podcast. Joining us today is Tucson Roadrunner forward, Josh Doan. Josh, thanks for taking the time to sit in with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Josh, it's been a long time since we've seen you last night. In fact, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. I should say I have no idea when Leah's going to run it, but things are going seemingly in the right direction for you. I, I kind of want to start there. Um, I was looking at the uh, AHL stats this morning, 21 goals, which is tied for eighth in the league. What is working for you right now? Yeah, there's there's a lot of things right now and been, been put with a good mix of guys here in Tucson and a lot of it is to do with the fact that we have we have so much fun at the rink together, and 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 every game day is, is such a blast. So it's just, just keeping it simple and, and enjoying yourself every chance you get out there on the ice. Do you consider yourself a goal scorer? Is that how you look at yourself? How do you view yourself as a player? Uh, I mean, I didn't really until until the last little bit. I I'd, I'd I'd like to shoot the puck in the in the past, but I'd always been someone who found myself setting setting other people up and and this year I think in the last couple couple months we've we've worked a ton on my shot and and they brought Brian Sugaki in here to to do off ice shooting and a whole bunch of stuff like that and it's it's slowly just building confidence and and now now it's something that I I think I can use as as more of a threat and hopefully get back to passing the puck a little bit more though and you talk about you talk about your goal scoring, and I don't know. You, Craig, Craig said you're your top ten in all of the AHL, but in a different stat, in rookies in the AHL, you are second in goal scoring, just ahead of a, a familiar name to our show, Shane Wright. So we used to talk about playing wrong for Wright so that Wright could be a Coyote, and, and now Josh Doan is beating him in the AHL scoring race. Do you keep an eye on the scoring race at all, or is it just no big deal and you just go to play? There's there's a little bit that that goes into it. I think scoring goals right now is something where where you slowly start catching people, which is something you pay attention to. But it's it's not a, a focal point of mine. At, at the end of the day, I think my my dad would kill me if if I made it a focal point of mine. So he <laughs> he's been all over me for just being the best player still. And and he he, he said, "Who cares if you score? Just just be the best player." And He's just jealous. Don't take care. Yeah, he he did say that too, though. He says, <laughs> "Yeah, he, he's jealous that, that I can score better than he ever could." So, but then exactly. that I got to not focus on goals right after that. So, it's a, a compliment, and then takes it away right away. So, it's good though. He might have mentioned that concern of, uh, to a, a few people as well. And you know, I had an hour long conversation with him for a story that I wrote. He was like, "I just, I, I just want him to make sure that he doesn't think he can score his way to the NHL." Yeah. He's being a complete player, and I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing someone's delivering that message." And <laughs> yeah. And yeah, by yeah. the way, Josh. By the way, you are one goal shy of of scoring more goals than. Shane Doan did in the American League. Right now, oh, you're really? both sitting with 21 in the American League. He had 21 with the Springfield Falcons back in 97, 98. So you're one shy of go. having more goals than your dad. And I tell you what, it's going to be the easiest record to break is going to be the 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 hat trick record. Like, buddy, it, yeah. anybody can beat that. Hey, Craig, like he, his dad could not get three in one game. Not a thing. Ever. 
Uh, Austin's getting six in a season, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to say this right now because this is an audio only and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell people that they're lucky it's an audio only podcast because I don't know what's going on with the lighting with me, but I kind of look like a vampire. Like I'm all white and there's no, no blood in my face at all. So apologies to you guys for having to look at us for the, the next 30 minutes or so. <laughs> you're good <laughs> correct but, but let's get back to tucson and and here's something and, and i'll i always like to call it the way i see it uh, joshua when i watch you play in college and i saw you play your first year in college you go, gosh i'm not sure i'm not sure about this josh Doan kid I, I don't know if he's got all the tools i mean he, he does some things right but he's a long way to go and then you get to the american league and i go god i don't know like he might be a a, a bottom six forward in the american league and now you're leading this team in scoring. Like, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself like just running through all of these barriers people give for you, or do you just go play? Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is going and playing, and and then a lot of it is is just continuing to, to find areas to to challenge and push myself. And which is well, the the biggest reason to why which I left ASU was that that you get kind of stagnant in a in a certain spot and. You can you can go find players and, and people to push you a little bit harder and and at the next level it's it's every night's a kind of a dogfight and and knowing the group that they had in in Tucson is is every practice is going to be going to be a dogfight and they push us pretty hard here which is which is awesome because it's allowed me to kind of take a step but I think it's it's been my whole life has been has been kind of slowly catching and slowly moving up and it hasn't been a a huge jump ever in, in my life to where it's like, there it is. It's kind of just slowly, slowly, slowly. And, and I think it's my dad's biggest thing when I was a kid is it's a marathon, not a sprint because of how far behind I really was. And it, it's something where I take it every day as if I'm, I'm lucky to even be here right now with, with where I was four years ago. So I, I think that plays the biggest factor is that I'm, I'm still going and I'm still having fun doing it. You mentioned making the jump because you wanted to push yourself. And you and I talked about this when you were making the decision to leave ASU. But there were there were more than a few people who wondered, is he ready yet? Is this too soon? Should he have stayed another year? What convinced you at that point that you were ready to make that leap and need to be pushed at the AHL level? I, I Honestly, it was probably the fact that that I probably wasn't ready to, to jump into the Chicago Steel my first year and and that and that ended up working out as as good as it did, and it, it allowed me to catch up to to the pace of play. And and there wasn't really a, a worry about whether or not I could compete at this level. It was more of like if I can't, then I'll figure out a way, or there there'll be something in me that that figures it out. And and I'm I'm competitive enough to where to where it will make it work at some point. But I, I had a feeling that it was it was the right decision and it was something that was going to help me grow as as a player but as a person too and, and learn from some older guys and some guys that have been around. And you talked about Brian Skligaki down there and he's a guy that that spent a lot of time at the at the ice then and working yeah. on all kinds of kids there and, and what has has he helped you with specifically like like when when you get to Josh Stone what is it that you needed to work on from the time you were at ASU to get to where you are now in the American Hockey League yeah I think there's a lot of things uh, the, the biggest focal point that we've had is we've done a lot of off ice shooting which has been awesome and that was I've, to me it's almost more confidence based as as the hitting targets and hitting your shots and and just knowing that you've put in the work to 
to fire the puck a little bit more. But on the ice, it's it's getting your feet set under you before you shoot and and always finding a way to get pucks off. It, it, that was a strength of mine is always having a quick release, but, but finding a way to get into that position quicker rather than kind of just hoping I get the puck and then I can do it myself is finding it and then being ready for a pass. And, and he does a really good job with that with us. And and then and then shooting pucks off pressure. We did, we did a lot of work off of fading away and, and stepping away from checks and creating space to get your shot through. And so it's it's been a lot of stuff like that. I, I want to come back to the Roadrunners in a little bit, but I, I'm curious if you study the great shooters of the game. You're, you, you know one of them really well. He was just playing at Mullet Arena last night, Austin Matthews. Do you study those guys and take pointers off of what they do? Yeah, I think Austin's been – his shot has been something I really focus on a lot. The The biggest thing that we were laughing about watching last night is his ability to strip pucks and, and take pucks from people, something that I – I kind of try to model after him, but it, it's so easy to get to get focus on on how much they score and not really look into some of the things that they do to set themselves up. Uh, Tage Thompson, obviously, he's another guy that trains in Arizona, and you get to watch on a daily basis in the summertime, and you're starting to see these guys that, that shoot the puck every single day in the summertime, and you can kind of pick and, and choose what you want to learn from them, but. I think the the biggest thing is watching those two and, and seeing what they do well. But then there's there's guys like Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and Crosby who all shoot the puck so different but are so effective in their in their ways. So it's it, it's as much as this just being kind of a nerd to to watching hockey and and picking up on little things. Walk us through those summers. What do they look like? Who are you who are you skating with? Who are you working with? What what is the give and take between all those guys? trying to help each other and, and obviously just trying to have some fun as well. Yeah, it was awesome when, when we got back this summer from being up in Canada and he got back and there was the Thompson brothers, obviously the, the Coyote guys like Keller and Schmaltz and, and Hayton and all those guys. And then you had Austin skating and they brought in a couple of times, even some other guys came from those big name teams and the, 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 Summer hockey got a little bit more competitive and it allowed you to, to kind of get a feel for what it's like because it might not be the whole 60 minutes as hard as guys can go. But if you take a puck or if there's a quick transition, then then the guys will try a little bit harder quickly. And you can kind of just learn as to where to place the puck and, and where to, to put it to, to help set up your teammates and, and get pucks back even. And I think that was one of the biggest things for confidence was being able to to, to say or to understanding your own head that you've skated with three superstars out there and and be fine is is the way that I kind of looked at it so it's it's unbelievable the hockey we have now in the summer here well I, I got to talk about one of your good friends and another guy that we saw last night at at the Muller <laughs> Arena is in, in Maddie Nyes now you've skated with Maddie Nyes forever like since you were both really little kids up at the ice den I remember watching him with your dad but my question is what the hell is wrong with Mullet Arena? Like, what, what have you talked to Nice? Like, what what is his problem with Mullet Arena? Like, why does he got to take shots at the Mullet? Like, you've had some great, by the way, first goal ever scored in a college game at the Mullet. Uh, Josh Doan. Like, you've had some great <laughs> moments in the Mullet. Did you have a conversation with Maddie? Like, what in the hell is his problem? Well, I've argued with him in the past about it as a joke, and and he thinks it's the funniest thing ever to to poke at it and. <laughs> And and the best part is is that he really doesn't 
mean it, but he thinks he's funny, even though he's not. And we tease him all the time. Not as funny. <laughs> but he's got he's got no issues. I mean, he, he spent all last summer training there, so it's like yeah, that's what I figured. Poke fun at it. He he chooses to spend more time there than almost any other rink in the world. So exactly, it is, it is funny and. I kind of just laugh at him when he says says stupid things like that, and and then I'll I'll text him or call him and, and chirp him about it later. But who who knows what he'll say next? Do you still like you've again? This is a player that you've known for for most of your your life that you skated with. Do you stay in touch with these guys? Like, do you call Maddie Nyes during the season? Do you text them? You say, hey, I saw you play last night, or or do you just call and visit? Hey, what are you doing? Like, do you guys still stay in touch? Yeah, me and Maddie are pretty we're pretty close. Like the two of us talk a good amount and and that's probably because we played together since we were seven years old and even throughout junior and college we would talk because we haven't played together since our fifteen, sixteen year old season. So it's been six years since we've we've really played together and we we catch up a lot. Not as much as, as we'd like, but the whole summertime we, we see each other so it kinda makes up for it and and last night was pretty cool at the at the game with with Toronto versus Arizona, and uh, I didn't realize how many people were, were going to be there that that I had known because I heard that Maddie had a big crew coming, and I walked over there to to see them all, and it was about half my U14 hockey team, so wow. it was cool to to see all of them and and to have a good laugh at them for a little bit. But it, it's it's something where in the game of hockey, everyone kind of gets connected again at some point, which is which is special. Speaking of people who are in town, uh, your dad was obviously in town, and I know he's here a lot. It's not like it's it's unusual for him to be here, but yeah. you know, deep into this first season now with the Toronto Maple Leafs, what's what's the family vibe about this situation with your dad working for somebody other than the Coyotes, which is the only franchise he had known his in his entire pro career? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely weirder for him than anyone else, I think, and. And no one else really knows what to do. I think the sisters are, they're a little bit easier to to jump on the bandwagon as to wherever dad is. But Carson wore a, a Roadrunners jersey last night and decided he was going to to meet in the middle and not cheer for either team, I guess. But he, he's, he keeps it entertaining. But it's it's different. We're, we're all happy for him and, and the opportunity that he's had and he's been able to do a lot with the game this year and travel a lot and and scout and do things that i don't think he thought he would ever do while he was playing and, and he's finding a lot of a lot of fun in it so we're all happy for him and it's it's kind of like support him when you can obviously last night i i was upset with the the loss but he wasn't so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like we don't really talk about it and and then we'll, we'll talk again after their next game and, and then we'll we'll break down that game instead we talked about your brother Carson wearing the Roadrunner jersey. Let's go back to Tucson, take the trip down the I-10. This is a team that's that's been first or second in the Pacific Division for most of the season. Right now, you're sitting just behind Coachella Valley. With with you've got enough games to go, you still catch them. What's the season been like? That where where you're looking at the top of the standings now, like you're getting ready for playoffs. What is the overall picture of the Roadrunner so far this season? Yeah, it's. It's a team that no one wants to play against, really, and that's kind of been our pride as a group. Is is no matter who you are, it's it's going to be a grind for 120 minutes because we usually play back to back. So, and and we we be we've become a third period team where there's there's not a lot of teams that that can that can keep up with us in the third because we roll four lines and and everyone plays and from from top to bottom it's it's a competitive group, but. 
at the end, I, I think we had a stat the other day where if we scored first, I don't know if we've we've lost since we scored first or something like that. So we, we've done a good job of focusing on our defensive game. And I think that's important with the young group that we have that all of us have kind of taken pride in, in working on our defense and being better at that. And, and that's how you win at this level. So it, it's been a blast so far. And, and I think that as a group that, that we're kind of dialing it back in after after what happened the last three games before our, our win and and focusing on on what we need to get done here to to get back into the top it's a rea- it's a reality of the the AHL it, it happens every season and I know you guys have to to work through it but the constant shuttling of players you know up and down okay. I'm just curious you know we, we say oh yeah it's just that's how it is in the AHL that doesn't make it any easier to absorb it when you have these established lines or pairs and suddenly everything is upset how do you manage all that Josh yeah it's it's a little bit different it's it's something you don't really see at any other level and uh, we, I mean, our household, we had Michael Kesslering with us, and then he's obviously with, with the big club, so we had an open room. So we've been kind of juggling a lot of the young guys with Anson Thornton and, and Leighton Moore. So we have a, an absolute riot with, with all of them, and it, it kind of sucks when they have to go back. But we, we know we're going to see them again, thankfully, because they, they locked up Morrissey, which was huge for the household. But it, it's different when you go on the ice and – and it doesn't matter who you're playing with. It's it could be different on any given night because of the lineup change and the rotations. I've been been fortunate to play with Colin Tyson, who's who's been unbelievable when he's been with us, and and we've had so many bodies where he hasn't really been with us the whole year. And it's it's one of those things where it's you, one of your best friends is is going up and down, and and when he plays, he plays really well. But it's it's just hard to to keep that many guys up with you. So. I think that's been the hardest part is is juggling that kind of reality of things. But we we do we do such a good job of of staying focused here and and whoever's in the lineup we have faith in and and that's the biggest thing is you just got to trust each other. I asked this question to to Michael Carconi a couple of years ago, and I I know the goal of everybody in the American Hockey League is to play in the NHL. That's what you're playing for, right? You're having success down there, but you sit there and you're line mate. You were playing with Dylan Gunther for the beginning of the season. You guys were playing really well together, and he gets the opportunity to go to Arizona and just look like two or three games, and he's going back. That was the plan, two or three games going back. But he he clicked, and he's getting the offensive opportunities. He's playing. He's on the power play. Gets a, gets a big goal. Um, honestly, and I, and I know you root for guys that are your teammates, but is there a part of it that you're going, gosh, I, I wish that was me or it should be me or I had more points than him or 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 how do you stay focused and separate that so you can continue to do your job where you are? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing is is being happy for guys. And and Guns was, I mean, if you ask anyone in that locker room and when they kind of said there was a, a two or three day uh, or game opportunity, we we all kind of chuckled that he, he won't be back like he's. He's been so good for us, and and he's so determined to get up there and be there and stick that that he'll get the job done one way or the other. So we were all pumped because he he's a guy that that had battled the last year of playing in the NHL, then playing in junior, then hoping to start in the NHL, and then sending him back down to us to work on some things. and And he stayed positive throughout the whole thing. And there's there's no guy that it's easier to be happy for, but it, it's once you go out the year and there's guys going up and down and uh, that's one thing our group has been so good at is, as I haven't seen, I, I understand how it can be impactful for guys to be like, well, I, I should be going up over this guy, but 
it's been in our room where we haven't seen that at all all year. And I think that's part of what's made our group so special is like Ryan McGregor got called up for a bit. And I don't think there was, there was a guy in the room that left for 20 minutes because we were all sitting there talking with him, laughing and, and, and he was in shock for a little bit and we were all so pumped for him because, because of how much he deserved that opportunity. And, and Kirk, he goes up and down all the time. And every time we see him, we, we say it sucks to see you again, but, but welcome back. And, and <laughs> it, we kind of just move on. But I think it's, it's something where every guy in that room wants to get to that level and, and wants to be there. And in the back of your head, it, it's, it's the end goal is to, is to play well enough to make the NHL. But, that it's like as as a kid you grew up with the idea of if, you, if you're going to be jealous of everyone else and it's not usually going to work out the way you want it so you, you got to be happy for every guy that goes i gotta ask a little bit about some off ice updates from from the tucson crew like I, we pd and i have both been familiar with this this franchise for a while you know ever ever since they started it up down in tucson but it used to be most guys lived in in the same complex illegal yeah. Eats was the place to go. I'm just curious what this, the living situation is like now and what are the haunts? Where do you guys hang out now? Yeah, so they got um, – there's uh, the Encantada in Tucson, which is just outside of, of us. And I think 15 to 16 of the guys all live there. Wow. And then we live right down the street from them because it was, it was all the younger guys lived together. Uh, and then – it was kind of like you could throw a rock and hit everybody for, for a little bit of time. And then Guns was with, with Benny McCartney and Cam Crotty and they're right down the street from us. So it was, it was, it was nice because everyone was so close and, and we can see each other all the time. There's, there's a couple spots. I think if we're going to go watch sports games, there's the, the culinary dropout. We watched the, the football game at it's a little bit outside, outside of the university area. We kind of stick out there a little bit more. Um, there's some good dinner spots out here that, that we all go to, like a couple of Italian places. North Italia is big down here for some of the guys that, that haven't had it. Obviously, it's in Scottsdale, and, and I'm used to it. But And then it, it's there's a lot to do. We've driven up to Mount Lemon as of late to hang out and, and kind of relax. But there's always things to do to, to find fun when you have the energy. But we're getting to a point now where it's like you go <laughs> right home and you're kind of like, all right, that's, that's it for the day. Hang out by the, by the pool and relax. Who's doing yeah. the cooking? Tell us who you're living with and, and who's doing the cooking and cleaning. So it's, it's Akurati and, and Maximilian Zuber. And it's me and Zuby will cook majority of the time. And Rats cooks for himself, but we don't really trust his finished style of cooking because oh, yeah. it kind of it kind of gets a little fishy <laughs> at times. Anyone who puts ketchup on their pasta, we we've kind of been like, all right, that's yeah, you're done. We're not eating your food. But <laughs> Zuby Zuby's quite the cook, it, it, and we're usually a a duo when it comes to that. Where if I'm cooking the meat, he'll do the veggies, or vice versa. And then Rats will help out with with cleaning up afterwards and. And, and all that, but it's it's been a blast. And Leighton Moore thinks he's taken over as a cook too when he's when he's around. So it's been it's been pretty fun. So it kind of sounds like a big college experience. It's very similar to that where everybody's kind of like you hang out together, you're close to each other, you go out together, and it really kind of shows to what you talked about the camaraderie of this group and why you are where you are in the standings. It's because this group is able to do these things together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we go on the road, it's it's been nice where it's like I've been on the teams in the past where it's like three or four guys go together, two or three yeah. guys. And we got like 
different groups of nine to, to 10 guys out together eating dinner and stuff like that and hanging out and playing cards. And we've got really big into the, the game Catan, if you guys know what that is and the board game. And it's, it's become quite the, the spectacle around the room now, but we just have a good mix of, of everything where the, we got some older guys that take care of the young guys really well. And then a lot of guys in that, in that middle range where we're there, they're always hanging out and having a good time with us. And then, the young guys are just trying to trying to keep the older guys happy and, and keep everything as light as we can and make sure the mood doesn't ever drop too much. So we have a blast, though. You guys ever have time to, to like get to U of A games, whether it's hoops or football? Do you ever ever check out any of that? The we, uh, the hoops is a little bit harder because of the the scheduling. They're usually nighttime games, and and their big games are always on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, football was was their ending as we started. I know. Um, I went. I actually went to the ASU U of A. They had a gym meet the other day, which ASU won, thankfully. But my my really good buddy that I play with at ASU and his girlfriend is is ASU's go to go to girl in gymnastics, and she's pretty good. So I went and supported them and, and watched them. It's just pretty fun. The, you're that close to your your family, dude. Does your family get done to see you play in Tucson much? Or is, are they watching? Like, I know your dad can't because his busy schedule, but is the rest of family make it down? My mom will come a good amount. She she kind of picks and chooses. Uh, obviously, when there's special nights or special games, she'll come and watch. But other than that, she'll just she'll just put on her TV at home and watch at home and, and I'll call or text after. My, my siblings, are, my brother only comes when my mom does. And then... Karis and Gracie, they'll come every every now and again by themselves or, or with some friends just to, to come say hi and hang out and and whatnot. They usually come earlier in the day and hang out at the house and kind of relax and then go to the game. So it's a little bit different for them. And they're not you're not get, taking your laundry to your mom anymore like you were at ASU. So at oh, least no. you're doing your own laundry, I no, think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I Max Millions Uber helps a lot with that. He's Max is kind of the guy. It kind of oh, jack of all trades and old Max. Yeah, got Zuba. yeah, the big German. He's a Swiss Army knife around everything. <laughs> it's the kind of guy you need when you live with. That's great. We're gonna back up for a minute here. Were you in fact taking your laundry home? We, we need that. Uh, oh, no, no, I never did. I, I, At ASU, I, come on. No, I, I had uh, the ASU's freshman dorms for hockey are are top of the charts for for that, and we had our own our own laundry unit. So I was, I was graced with that right away. And, and I, and I learned how to do it in, in junior when I was in Chicago. So Craig had a Butler at, at prep school, do it <laughs> oh, for him. Right. My, right. like, Jeeves, can you please do my laundry? <laughs> like Craig, Craig, I, just, laundry. I need to put you on the phone with my daughter for a, a few short minutes to, uh, explain to her that, you know, at some point, you know, you got to take responsibility to grow her. up. Yeah. yeah. Your daughter still brings it home, Craig. Buddy, we get a two oh. giant bags that come home with her every weekend. I'm like, seriously? And then, yeah. like, oh. I'll sort it. Okay. Yeah. It means it I'm is- doing it, right? Okay. You did talk about the cooking, though. And I do have a question because I know the guys here in the NHL, cooking's a big deal. And some of them get private chefs or they get a service that brings them their food. And it's really important. I mean, you're in your early 20s. It's important for your, your, you know, your your livelihood that you stay healthy and eat healthy. Is it hard when you're cooking for yourself or, or do you guys really make a solid effort or does the team help you with, hey, here's some things you can cook or do your strength and conditioning guys give you menus? I mean, how does it work so that you're not just ordering pizza every night? Yeah, I mean, we, we do a good job of like 
kind of kind of asking questions to Parker down here and and he does a good job of giving us some some ideas and Carl with the with the big club has has been huge for the young guys. He sent us some recipes in the past, but we really got dinner to take care of because we get breakfast and lunch at the rink, which is is something that a lot of teams get in the AHL, which we're pretty lucky. And we 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 aim to get all the food groups. We're pretty good. I'm pretty good on the grill, so if if we need steak or salmon on the grill, I'll do that. And then uh, Zuby's good at like pastas and stuff like that. And his his family taught him how to cook because the the European style and and it's it's usually pretty good when he's when he's cooking so we're pretty lucky with that every once in a while though you if you need to order food you go to Chipotle or something like that or get a sub or something which is which is quick and easy but we we try to get as much as much food as we can and and order as much meats as we can to to focus on that and other than that is just eat as much fruit and vegetables as you can because that can't really hurt you so <laughs> keep it simple I guess. Oh well, and as typical, Craig drops out because yeah. he he got to actually just his dis he got disconnected, but that's okay, Josh. <laughs> I, I think we can help you. So, it is have you acclimated to Tucson? Because let's be honest, because my kid was like this too. My kid was a Scottsdale kid. He grew up as a Scottsdale kid. In buddy, he was a Scottsdale kid. But then he went down to Tucson. Mm-hmm. Loves Tucson. Have you acclimated now and got out of that? You're not the bougie Scottsdale kid anymore, and you've really acclimated to Tucson. Yeah, I love Tucson. Like it's it's been something that. But it's it's a little bit different, obviously, in the Phoenix and Scottsdale area, and and even Tempe at times. And and there's some some tougher parts of Tempe, but then at the same time, Tempe is 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 so nice, and and the campus is amazing. But there there's there's things to do here that that are a little bit different, and step outside your comfort zone a little bit, and, and have some fun with, with with the guys. And it's I I've enjoyed it ever since I got here. I've I've fully admitted to to first not really thinking there was much to do here or really yeah. being excited to come down here and, and now that I'm here it's 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 amazing and it's got its own different kind of culture and and ever since I've got here I've I got only good things to say about it so that is it's, it's awesome you got you, you we know you came to the mall last night and you had the day off because you play you've got a big series this weekend with Bakersfield but yeah. when you get a day off do you jump do you jump up here? Do you try to get up to, to back home or, or do you just go, gosh, I'm tired and I need a couple of days, you know, I just going to sleep today. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of that. I mean, my, my parents, if, if my dad's in town and, and there's family in town, then hundred percent, I'm, I'm going to drive down and, and see them on a day off just because there's, you don't get the opportunity to see them that much anymore. And, and if, if we got our, the, the Doan residents or my mom's family up from Canada down here is, then I'll that'll really make an effort. But other than that, it's we're we're all so busy now where it's even if I have the energy, it's it's nice to enjoy enjoy being down here in Tucson and going to golf or playing tennis or something like that with the guys and, and just kind of relaxing, hanging out in this area and, and exploring. Like last day off we we drove up to Mount Lemon to to see what that was all about. And the fact that there's snow an hour from our house in Tucson was was pretty cool. So it's it's nice knowing you have the comfort of going home, but at the same time, it is great to to just kind of explore the area. All right, Josh, last thing we're going to ask you about, and I know we're not supposed to do this with two months left in the season, but this team right now looks like it's, it's poised for a, a really good playoff position. What are the goals for the rest of the season? And what do you think about when you think about getting to compete in the postseason again, because you didn't get that opportunity for two years at ASU? Yeah, obviously it's it's the most fun time of the year. 
and and everyone's talking about it in the room and and we're all discussing how important these next couple games are because we we do want to keep that home ice advantage no matter what heading into round at least round one having home home ice because we're too far from anyone else to have a split series so we'd have to play all the games on the road which is which is we did last year it's almost nearly impossible you, you feel good after winning game two and game three it's back in their barn again and it's hard to beat a team multiple times in their own arena in the playoffs so i i mean our focus point is, is to first get in but to to really push ourselves and see how how well we can finish i know that our division is a buy for the top the top seed in round one which is which is going to play a huge factor in in the playoffs because of how hard and physical the games can be but I, I think we're a team that's poised to to make a run just because of how hard we are to play against and and you never know with with what's going to happen with the young guys that we kind of have in the organization that season should be kind of finishing up by that time of year so uh, i'm excited to see what our group looks like and and i know everyone in our room is 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 keen to to play in the playoffs this year one of the guys we talked about a lot on this show and we've actually had on the show a lot is your head coach, Steve Potvin. Now, he's a guy that you've known in your life for a very long time because he's friends with your dad and he's been around the organization for a long time. But we, we speak very highly of him, but we want to see it from behind the curtain, from your view. What What's he like inside the locker room? What What, what have you learned from Coach Steve Potvin? Yeah, he's done a, he's been really good at kind of motivating the group and, and pushing us hard. Look. Like we we practice harder than than probably anybody in the league, and and that's the, their their biggest thing is is we've had success in the third period because of that probably, and 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 we got guys that can can go and and compete hard, but they they've done a good job of kind of controlling us and and keeping us to our games. And it, when the season gets long, everyone kind of wants to cheat the game or start to play their own style and and whatnot, and. And he's done an amazing job at making sure that we stay composed and, and stay to who we are as players. And, and we're all here for a reason. And the Coyotes brought us down here for a reason and brought pieces to play here because of who they are as people and players. And, and, and he just makes sure we stick to the easy fundamentals. And his biggest thing is to, to all of us that if they, we ever get a chance to be called up to be trusted right away from, from the big club and the coaches up there that they don't have to worry about putting us out on the ice because we we're reliable in every every aspect of our game and, and that's been the biggest thing for me is, is is when he comes and talks to me about things like that and what i need to, to work on to be more reliable and, and trustworthy is is you listen and you watch the, the video clips he gives you and and they do an amazing job at that like we we laugh all the time because because one of our coaches is always walking around the room with their their little computer and they're and they're giving us some some things to say and do and, and watch and 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 guys will laugh because it's it happens to get them out but he, as the year goes on, those little clips here and there really make an impact, and, and they've done a good job of that throughout the year. Josh, we are – I know it's a couple months off still, but we are really looking forward to watching playoff hockey. We're, yeah. we're going to be down for the season finale to do a show. I'm sure we'll be down there for some of the playoffs as well, but can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to join us. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. 
Well, again, a huge thank you to Josh Doan for, for spending some time with us today. And definitely check out the Tucson Roadrunners. So check out the schedule. You can check it out online at theahl.com. See what they've got coming ahead. Make sure you follow Josh Doan. Class act, just like you expected. Now you see why he's a leader in that room. And we're just sitting here excited, waiting for that opportunity, just like he is, to see him up here at the big club. Make sure you follow Craig Morgan at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at S. Peters Hockey. Make sure you download it and subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast thanks again for joining you joining us again on the phnx coyotes podcast i'm pd and we'll see you at the rink